right, I, uh, I want to welcome everyone who's here with us right now, whether you're joining us in person or you're joining us online. Thank you so much for being here with us as uh, we are continuing our series called Family Values. And, and in this series, we're, we're going to talk about just the values that each and every one of us need to have in our lives, in our families, so that we can keep uh, really our focus on the right thing, keep our, our lives centered around the right thing. And, and the right thing is that, that we want to focus our lives on Jesus, focus, focus our families on Jesus and, and what he can do, what he wants to do, and, and how he wants to move and work in our lives. And so we're, we're going to talk about the, the values that we should have in this series uh, that we should have as a family so we can keep that thing, that, that main thing, in the centers of our families, of the centers of our lives. And, and, and it's not just for like those of us who, who have a family, who have kids, who, who are living you know, the perfect life. It's for all of us. Like, whether we're single, whether we're married, whether we're divorced or widowed, whatever phase of life we are in, this is important for us. And so last week we opened up the series talking about how we need to widen the circle, how we need to widen the circle. And, and what we talked about is that uh, at some point in our lives, we need to take the opportunity and open up the amount of people that have an influence in our lives. And so last week, I, I challenged you parents, first off, to widen the circle for your kids, the, the influence on your kids, because um, as we all know, at some point, our kids stop really listening to us all the time. And, and so it's important for us to have trusted people in their lives that they can talk to, that they can listen to, that are going to continue to push them along in their faith. But, but it's the same is true for us adults, right? We have to open up, we have to widen the circle in our lives as well. And so last week, we, we, we really dug down and, and talked about how each and every one of us needs to be a part of a group. Like if, if we're going to widen the circle in our lives, we need to be in a group. That's what we left talking about. And many of you in this room signed up for groups last week. And so you got the message. It was loud and clear to you guys. Um, some of you did not, but others of some of most of you guys signed up for a group, got started in a group over this last week. And so it's, it's this opportunity. It's, it's amazing to see how whenever you're ready, whenever you're on, that God can move in your life. Uh, and it's going to be amazing to hear the circle about how, how it's going to be amazing to hear the stories of how when we widen the circle, how how we let the inf more people influence in our lives and help push us forward, how we can continue to grow in our faith. Uh, but one of the things that I, I think in our lives that, that we struggle with is kind of wandering around without direction. Uh, one of the things I, I loved doing when I was growing up was going on backpacking trips. And, and there would be backpacking trips where we would go on that, that were just amazing trips. We would go in the Smokies and, and you're hiking on the Appalachian Trail and you're doing all of these different backpacking trips. And, and I loved backpacking. And uh, so you, you throw everything in your bag, you load it up with all the food, your tent, whatever it is, and you just go backpacking and, and you walk like for miles. And for some of you, this seems like a terrible idea. Like walking from here to the car is just exhausting. 
Um, but it's this exhilarating thing because you, you, you know where you started, you know where you get in the middle, you get the amazing parts in the middle, and then you, you know that you get to get back home, and it's this amazing in and out type of excursion. Um, and, and for many of you who don't know, I was a Boy Scout, which uh, then eventually I became an Eagle Scout my freshman year of high school. And so we, we did these trips all the time. We went at least once a month going on backpacking trips. And some of those trips, um, we were left with just a list of what I would call waypoints and one of these things. Anybody know what this is, right? It's a compass. And, and what you do with the compass is you try to find directions. And so we would have this list of waypoints, these 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 destinations that we would have to find. And so uh, it would say, go 500 feet at 25 degrees. And so what we do is we get out our compass, we adjust it to 25 degrees, and then you start walking in the right direction. And then you start counting your steps so you know the distance that you're walking and, and you're hoping you're going in the right direction. And many times you, you get to the, the waypoint, the spot you're supposed to get to, and, and then it gives you your next spot, and, and you're great. But there's also many times where we'd get to where we thought we were supposed to be, and we would be, depending on the distance of how far we had to walk, hundreds of feet away from where we were supposed to be. And that's what happens when you get like one degree off with your compass, I mean, let, let's just think about it this way. If you're going on a cruise from Long Beach all the way to the Hawaii, let's just say you're taking that long of a cruise. That's a long time on a boat, but you're on a boat for that long and you're going on this cruise. If the, the person, the captain sets the, the compass and he sets the direction he's supposed to go and he is just one degree off, you're gonna miss all the islands. You're going to end up in a different country because you, you're going in the wrong direction and you're going to have to course correct to get back to where you wanted to be. And I feel like, I feel like so many times in our lives, it's the same. Like we've just gotten one degree off. And so we, we have this intention of going a certain direction, but, but we really miss the destination just because we, we've gotten one degree off. And, and so we miss where we feel like we need to go and, or where we think that we, we want to be. And so maybe for you, you, you grew up with dreams and aspirations to be an engineer. And so you were going to go to college, be an engineer, and, but you really just goofed off in high school. So you failed a class. And so since you failed a class, you couldn't get in college, the college you wanted at least, and so you went to community college. And, and because you went to community college, you kind of got bored with it, and so you dropped out of community college, and, and it's done. And you're, you're now doing something else, and, and you've just given up on your dream. Or, or maybe, maybe for you, you, you entered into a marriage, you got married, and you were in love. Everything was perfect. And then you had kids and you stopped dating your spouse. Work got in the way. Sports, friends, all this other stuff piled up. And, and now you're, you're empty nesters. 
and you really just don't even know each other anymore. Or, or maybe for you, it, it's, it's something else, and, and, and you're in this, this phase of life that you feel like it's just not where you set out to be. You set out with the best of intentions to go in a certain direction, but, but you, you look around and you realize you, you've gotten off track. And that's where I, I think what Moses says at his final press conference uh, to the, all the Israelites, his final uh, address to all of the Israelites in Deuteronomy 6 comes into handy. And we talked a little bit about it last week, and it's, it's what we've really, we, we're, we're talking about this entire series. It comes out in this passage in Deuteronomy 6. It says, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And see, see, he, he's telling them, we as a nation of Israel, we've got to focus on this. We've got to set our direction. We've got to set our minds on this one thing. We need to love the Lord our God with, and the, love the Lord your God. The, we're going to stop again. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. The love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. He's saying this is the direction you need to go. And then he says this. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up and tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. And so again, what he, he, he's saying to the whole nation of Israel is, is, again, hey, whole nation of Israel, it is your job to help continue to impress these things on these children. Again, widen the circle. It is everybody in this community's responsibility to help our kids get to know who Jesus is, to, to get to know who God is. The Lord is your one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. The whole nation of Israel, it is your job. And so uh, again, he's reminding them, widen the circle. Families, parents, community, step in. Help our, our kids see who, Jesus, see who God is and what God can be in their lives. And so the family value we're going to talk about today is found in that very first verse, and it's in Deuteronomy 6.4, and it says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And, and we talked about this verse last week, but, but it's important for us to, to focus on, on this. Uh, again, hear, O Israel, the whole nation of Israel, focus on this. And it's not so much a value that we're going to talk about, but maybe it's a vision. It's a vision that we want everyone to see, that the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. It's, it's what we want every single kid to walk away with. This is what he's telling them. We want every single kid to walk away believing this one thing, that the Lord is our God. He is the one. And this is like a complex statement. We could literally do an entire sermon series around this second half of this verse. But here's a summary. God is God, period. God is God. And, and Israel 
Don't lose sight that God needs to be number one. That God needs to be number one in their lives. And so the Lord, our God, is number one. And and so it's so important for us to to continue to to look at that in our lives, that we're going to make God number one in our lives. And so if we don't start with God and put him number one, put him at the center, then then we're going to wind up in the wrong place. Our, our direction is going to be going in the wrong direction because we've put our focus on the wrong thing. And so this is what the family value we're going to talk about today is. Imagine the end. Imagine the end. In every relationship, we need to imagine the end. With our kids, we need to imagine the end. In, in every decision we, we want to make, in every decision that we've, we're faced with, we need to imagine the end. Keep the end in mind. In, in everything we do, we need to make sure that we are imagining the end. Look at it at, at a bigger point of view. And so what, I want to take the same approach that I took last week. I'm going to talk to you parents first, and then I'm going to talk to all of us as a whole second. And so parents first. If we're going to imagine the end for our kids, then, then we need to really just actually take a step back for a second. Take a step back from, from the busyness. And we want our kids, when they graduate high school, to, to have God as their God, right? Like, like, that's the main thing. When they graduate high school, we want our kids to believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior and that, that he died for them, that, that God so loved them that, that he sent his son for them. And so if we're going to hand our faith down to the generation coming behind us, parents, then we have to imagine the end for them. And so every decision we make along the way, we have to keep that end goal in mind. Everything we do, we have to... to to keep that end goal in mind, that that when they graduate high school, that they're fully sold out for Jesus, that they have a faith of their own, that they own on their own, right? And so if that's the case, that that means for, for some of us in the room, we have a lot less time to do this. Like we've got some core things we wanna hand down to our kids and maybe we've got two, three, maybe even just one year to hand these things down to our kids. And then there's others of us in the room where we've, we've got like a much longer runway. We've got 15, 16, 17 years to, to really impress these things on our kids before they, they eventually, hopefully, get out of our house. That was a joke. That was dry humor. Uh, and, uh, and Reggie Joyner, in his book, Parenting, I, I know my humor's like super dry sometimes and I forget I need to like let you laugh. But um, Reggie Joyner, in his book, Parenting Beyond Your Capacity, I talked about this book last week and, and I highly recommend it. Like if you have Amazon, order it now and it'll be here by Sunday and I would read it. But Parenting Beyond Your Capacity, he says this, what I give to my children or, or what I do for my children is not as important as what I leave in them. I'm going to read that again. What I give to my children or what I do for my children is not as important as what I leave in them. 
Think about that for a second. We can give them the TVs and the phones and the clothes. We can give them the food they need. We can give them everything they could ever want or ask for, the toys, everything we can give them, but it pales in comparison to to what we leave in our kids. We can do so much for our kids. We can do their laundry. We can do the dishes for them. We can, we can have the parent-teacher conferences. We can do the IEP meetings. We can do, do, do for our kids. But, but it's nowhere near as important for us as what we leave in our kids. See, there's an importance for us to, to instill in our kids a faith that they can own on their own. And it's not saying that what we give our kids and what we do for our kids are not good things. They are. It's great to set them up for success in the future. But if we're going to really set them up for success in the future, if we were really going to keep them on the path that they need to go moving forward, then then we're going to help our kids to have a faith that they can own on their own. And we're going to help them to see who Jesus is in every part of their lives. We're going to imagine the end for them. And so what does that look like for us as parents? It means reading the Bible with them. I mean, that's like simple. Get one of the kids' Bibles and just read one of the stories a day with them. Pray with them. Model what it looks like to to really have Jesus be a part of, of your life. And... And Moses says, says this in Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. It said, we read this earlier, impress them on your children. Impress those commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. See, we, we, need, to, we need to start saturating our kids' lives with Jesus. When, when we sit down at the dinner table, talk about him. Talk about what he's done in your life today, how he's moved in your life. Even though things may not be going perfect, talk about what God's done in your life. When you're driving them to school in the morning, talk about it. Talk about Jesus. Put on a podcast that, that talks about the Bible or, or just just open up a conversation with them about what it looks like to, to follow him. If, if you drop your kids off at, at kids ministry, you get things called parent cues and they've got prompts for you to talk about when they wake up, when they go to bed, when they're in the car, when they're in the bath. It, we, we're helping, we're trying to partner with you. We're trying to widen that circle so that you can have those conversations with them. Whenever you put them to bed, read a story with them. When you get them up in the morning, tell them, just start off the morning, tell them that you love them and God loves them. Saturate their lives with Jesus. And, and maybe for you, you, you just don't know much about this faith thing and, and you don't know what to, to talk about. That's okay. Start somewhere. Start with the podcast or start with just maybe the verse of the day in the Bible app with them and, and just talk to them about what Jesus is because we have to continue to keep them 
going on the right course. We have to set them off on the right course in the right direction. And, and, and I love what it, what it talks about in Proverbs. And this is Solomon, the wisest man that ever walked the earth. He, he said this in Proverbs 22. Start children off on the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Start your children off on the way that they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. So if you start your kids down on the right path, they're not going to turn away from it. And I know some of you here are saying, well, I raised my kids in church. And they really, they don't want to have anything to do with this faith thing. Or maybe you're saying, I raised my kids up in church, but they believe nothing about God and they don't want to have anything to do with church. What I want you to know is, is that I see you. I understand. But I, what, parents who've raised your kids and, and they've graduated off and you've done your best, what I want you to know is that there's time and time again where I have conversations with people here at Community and, and at other churches that I've worked with who, who said, well, I was raised in the church and I just kind of went away for a little bit, but I'm back now. I'm back now. And, and that's, that's the reality of our lives. Like sometimes we go astray. Sometimes we get a few degrees off on the compass and, and we get off course and we miss the target. But, but the great part is, is that we can course correct and get back going on the right direction. And so parents, it is our job to imagine the end, to get, the, get our kids going in the right direction. And if that, that direction for us means that we need to imagine the end, we need to help them to see how God loves them. See how God wants to be a part of their lives. How God sent his son for them. And the, now adults, those of us who, who don't have families, those of us who are parents, those of us who are just adults, whatever phase of life you're in, we too have to imagine the end in mind. Keep the end in mind for us. And like I was talking about with the compass, if we are going in the right direction, we're gonna continue to pursue Jesus with every part of our lives. And, and that just means continuing to grow in our faith. Like our goal at the end of our lives is to be fully devoted followers of Christ, Right? And so if we're going to do that, then we have to continue to build up our faith. We have to continue to grow in our faith. And, and so that's why it's so important for us to widen the circle, to have people to talk into our lives, to help us to continue to grow into what God wants us to be and where God wants us to go. Andy Stanley, in his book, Principle of the Path, he, he talks about how, how if we're here and we want to get to there, what it looks like. And this is the, the quote that like determines the entire book. And this is what he says. Direction, not intention, determines your destination. Direction, not intention, determines our destination. Some of us, we've had the greatest intentions in the world. But we're so far off from living a life full of Christ. We come to church, but we're still empty. We, we want to be a part of something bigger, but we just can't because we, 
We have the, the intentions, but, but we stop putting in the work. We stop going in the direction that, that we want to go. Maybe for you, it's even battling with that addiction. And you, you're determined. You're determined to, your intentions and determination is to get, get rid of the addiction. But, but you're not put in the work. So that's where places like Celebrate Recovery, what we talked about last week, are so important. It's this opportunity where we put in the work. It's this opportunity for us to put in the work to continue to move in the direction where God wants us to be, that, that where our direction changes. And it determines our destination, not our intentions, but our direction determines where we want to go. And so if we want to be set free, we have to continue in the direction of Jesus. We have to continue in the direction that he is calling us towards. And it's so important for us to make sure that in everything we're doing, we are pursuing what Jesus wants in our lives. We're pursuing that relationship with him. And the great part is he's pursuing us too. And so we're not doing it alone. Many of you know, that I've talked about it a little bit before, but my father-in-law passed away um, almost three years ago. And... Uh, there, there's days, there's days that I, I really miss him a lot. And uh, like, he, he was a great mentor. He, he was great at really just being an example of, of what it looks to live a life full of Christ. And as, as he got closer to his death, there, there were like a few verses he focused on. But one of the, the two verses that, that always come back to me that, that he talked about is Philippians 1, 20 and 21. Mm. And it says this, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage that now as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This was the, the, verses, that, the verses that a man who, who knew he had a, a cancer that really couldn't be cured, but they, they tried to work through and, and tried to heal him from. But what he knew and, and handed down to his kids and, and, and what we've seen is true in our lives is this, is that he, his hope is that it will, he will no way be ashamed of the gospel, that his courage, that he will always let Christ be exalted in his body and in his life. And it's so important for us to, to look at that in our lives, that in every way it should be our goal that with every part of our lives that Christ would be glorified. And especially in our families and the people that we come in contact with. And that's why it's so important for us to imagine the end. Like in, in our lives, in the end of our lives, what do we want people to say about us? Hopefully it's that they were fully devoted followers of Jesus, that they were sold out for him, that they helped people see who he was. And so that's why, that's why I think if we're gonna imagine the end, 
then we want Christ to be the center. And that's the, that's the truth. If we are going to imagine the end in our lives, we want Christ to be the center. In our lives, at the end, we want Christ to be the center. And so whether it's life or death, let Christ be glorified in our lives. And maybe for you, you're, you're in this room and you've given everything else a try. You, you've went through all the different faiths. You, you've tried drugs. You've tried alcohol. You've tried uh, girlfriends and boyfriends. You've tried everything. It's just not filling you up. You just feel empty. Or maybe, maybe you, you've given your life and, and you're just living your life through your kids. You have the sports. They have grades. You... You have work, you have, they have so many different things going on in your life and you've, you've just been pursuing everything for their lives and, and your life is just empty. Maybe you just feel like you need to change a pace. You've tried everything else. It's not working. I want to offer you a different life. I want to offer you a different life where we stop seeking after everything else that has gone wrong in our life. We stop seeking after everything else that we feel like we can fix in our lives. And instead, we say that we're all in with Jesus. Because here's what I know that God does, that he leaves the 99 and comes after the one, the one who's lost, the one who's walked away the one who who may have never found him. God leaves the 99 so that he can find the one. And so God is pursuing after you. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to say that you're all in with him. He wants you to, to have him to be the center of your life. If that's you, if, if you tried everything else, you're ready for something different. You're ready for Jesus in your life. If, if you want to make him the center of your life, we're going to have a prayer team down front after service, or, or some of us pastors will be outside. We want to, we want to have that conversation with you of, of what it looks like to follow Jesus, to make that decision, to, to be all in with you. And, and, and it doesn't mean you have to have all the answers, but it, it just means taking that step that first step to say you're in with Jesus. Or maybe you're joining us online and and you have that question about faith. You're ready to make a decision. Maybe for you, it just means that you email us office at community.cc or you fill out the app in in our our communication card and and fill that out and say you want to make a first time decision. If that's you, we want to encourage you. Take that step of faith. Say you're all in with Jesus. Take a step to, to give Jesus a try. And try to imagine the end for you. Maybe for you, you, you started off great. You, you gave your life to Christ, but you got a free, few degrees off. You had the best intentions, but you, you've not arrived at the destination you want to be. For, for you, I, I would say just adjust, course correct, come back to him. 
The same is true for you. He, he's still pursuing after you. He still wants to be in a relationship with you. He still wants you to continue to be a part of his family. He still wants to be a part of your life. If that's you and, and you've gotten off course, and, but you're, you're ready to be back all in and, and you just need some prayer, we want to invite you again. Come down and pray with us or, or talk to one of us outside. We, we want to come alongside you and, and help you. We want to help you to, to continue to, to change the pace for you to, to get back on track and, and to put Christ at the center of your life again. And then there's those of us who, who we're on track. We're, we're going in the right direction. Our comp compass is pointed in the right direction. I, I want to encourage you, continue to imagine the end. Imagine what you want your life to look like at the end. Imagine what you want your kids' lives to look like when they graduate high school and continue to help them to pursue exactly that. Don't get caught up in the day-to-day, -day, but, but take a step back and see and continue to see how, how God can move in your life. And also, I want to encourage you, help people to come to him. Help people to change their paths so that they can go in the right direction. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for God, your son who, who came and set us free. And God, we're just so thankful that, God, that you want to be a part of our lives, that you want to be the center of our lives. God, I pray that we take that step of faith to let you be number one, to be the center, to help us to continue to go in the direction you want us to go in so that we can be all in with you with every part of our lives. In your son's name we pray, amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll see you next week as we continue our series, Family Values.